0: Hello, mighty people of the Most High and Magnificent God. This is Heather Miller, and I've come to bring you a word today straight out of the Word of God, I'm going to be talking out of 1 Samuel chapter 17, starting at verse 43, I'm talking about David and Goliath, and then I'm going to pop over and I'm going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit and how important they are in our lives, and how important they are in our walk. That's going to be 1 Corinthians Corinthians chapter 12, and I'm going to start at verse 4, but if you'd like to follow along with me, or if you're listening in the car, I'm just going to read it to you, um, something that the Lord put on my heart recently is, um, how David dealt with Goliath, I keep going back to this story, I've done it over a couple of podcasts, and more and more revelation just keeps coming. How many of you know that that's how God works he can take one verse one passage one story and you can get many many layers out of that one that one piece and um, You know as we begin to study and look and our eyes are open as we already know This is the year of exposing and revealing and as God begins to expose the plans of the enemy to us um, And we can see how the enemy operates and um, One of the things that the enemy does, these wicked ones, is that they will tell us what they're doing or what they're about to do to us or what their plans are before they do it. They find a power in that. That's what they believe. Um, So they will uh, portray that to us in art. Uh, They'll do it with paintings and film um, in all sorts of ways, music and uh we can see that plainly as you begin to study some of these some of these darker things um but you know the enemy finds a power in that the wicked ones they want to tell us what they're going to do and they believe that there's power because there is power in it if you believe it you see um The question is, who are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the report of the Lord over your life? Or are you going to believe the enemy's report over your life? It's very important who you come into alliance with, man and woman of God. On all levels. From a personal level, all the way up to a worldwide level. It is important that you agree only with God the Father and what His plans are for you. And what His plans are for His people. That's the way you're going to have to think in this last hour in order to navigate through these very choppy waters of the last days of the earth. But something was very interesting about this. I love this story and I keep going back to it. Um, The Philistine, Goliath, he was smack talking David you go in here and read, start reading at 43. I'm going to read a little because this is a reading podcast. I always say that because there's not been enough reading in the harlot churches of today. So I'm going to start right here at verse 43. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? and the Philistine cursed David by his gods and then he said this to David in verse 44 he said come to me and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field so Goliath said it first right he's the one that said that initially to David and that boy I'm going to tell you something that got David all fired up and David came back with I don't think so Basically, that's not the way it's going to happen. This is the way it's going to happen Because David knew his God was greater and he said to him in verse 45 he responded to Goliath And he made a declaration and he made I would go as to go as far as to say he he prophesied To this giant because we know that David was also a prophet and listen to what he said he said, Thou comest to me with the sword, and with the spear, and with the shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day, will, this day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee, and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air, and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with the sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's and He will give you into our hands. And that's exactly the way it went down. David told him the way it was going to be. Goliath came at him with his smack talk. That's what the devil does. He comes to you with all his big plans for you and tries to bully you around, tries to scare you, tries to get into your head, tries to convince you that you've lost the battle before you've even got to the battlefield. That is not for you, soldier of God, but you are to declare back to the enemy the power of your God because great is your God and great is the power of your God in you. Hallelujah, I See a lot of Christians out there today that um, That keep proclaiming and declaring and sharing uh, they, they think they're just sharing but they're really just constantly uh, Sharing dark things Okay, now don't get me wrong I'm not against the truth and I share the truth quite often with people. I'll tell them the good the bad and the ugly but here's the thing is god never shares his his he never shares scary dark things with his people without offering a solution to go along with it without offering hope god always offers hope and you should too you should be like your father god you know um when when god came to noah And he informed Noah. He told him what was going to happen. He said, I'm going to put a flood upon the earth. It's going to wipe out all life on the earth. He didn't just leave it there and walk off. (laughs) Could you imagine if he did poor Noah like that? Noah would have probably had a heart attack. I mean, could you imagine? He wouldn't do that. He told him, now this is what's going to happen. Now this is what I want you to do to prepare for that day. So God has informed His people this year. Many, many things have been exposed and revealed. Many wicked schemes of the enemy. But now you must focus on God. You must ask God, what do you want me to do? Hallelujah. There's always hope for God's people. God is going to raise a mighty army of people up in this last hour. You are His God's seeds. And, And the harlot churches have been brought down. And exposed the weakness and the lack of faith has been exposed but let me tell you something you were never a flesh church you were a spirit seed you are a God seed in the earth you are his salt and his light sprinkled throughout in the high and the low places from all economic backgrounds all nations all ethnicities you flavor the earth God must preserve a people in the earth because We preserve the earth, salt preserves, he puts you in the earth to do that, just that. So, so be hopeful, know this, God is going to preserve a people in this last hour and the God seeds of the earth, that's something so powerful to me. If you go in and you read Revelations 12, it's very, very interesting. And I might pop over there and read some of that in just a second. He knows how to put you in the ground. Yes, He does. That's what you do with the seed. He knows how to put you in the ground. And cause you to to come up and rise up out of the earth. And be mighty in God. You are His mighty, mighty trees. Planted by rivers of living water. That's what you are. Hallelujah. And um, yeah, so... So David declared to uh, uh, Goliath, and and I'm tell you something. He, he wasn't gonna put up with it. You shouldn't either. When the enemy comes to scare you, and to put all kinds of thoughts in your head of what his plans are to do to you, you need to come back against that or openly. And tell the enemy, no, that's not the way it's going to be. God has a great plan for me. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell a little story. But I tell you something I, I often find myself saying. I say it almost every day. Is um, uh, It's very important that you speak audibly about God daily in your life. Making declarations. And one of the most common declarations I make uh, myself is I say, God, there's nothing that God can't do. Nothing. No thing. And I want to tell you something for some of you Eeyores out there that's walking around with your tail tucked between your legs and your head down all the time, agreeing with the devil and just nothing ever seems to work out. You see people like that. Oh, I can't seem to do anything. I can't seem to get anything accomplished. The devil's always after me. You can't talk like that and live a victorious life. That's the first thing you need to change. So make that your mantra. Make that your mantra. When you feel, when you feel anxiety, you feel things not going your way, say, just say simply, there's nothing that God can't do. And I'm going to tell you something. You'll find out a strength will start to come over you as soon as you change your words. And your atmosphere will change. That's right. You know, I want to share a story that kind of correlates with this, um, with this uh, David-Goliath battle. I kind of had something like this happen to me. Well, I quite, I really did. Um, my youngest child, um, she's almost 12. She's going to be 12 soon. But um, it was a very fascinating thing that happened at her birth. It was really a miracle. And um, uh, uh, my husband, uh, he had a kidney transplant, and I had given him a kidney just shortly not far uh not far before i had got before i conceived her and um so everything about having her was just so special and i already had two sons i had two boys and so i had two boys a husband and i think even my dogs were boys at that time so i was surrounded by boys and for you women of god out there you you sisters you know sometimes you just want that little girl you know you just want you want that little girl such a special thing if, if when a woman is blessed with a with a daughter and the Lord It always prompts me. I would have a daughter Well, I conceived her and it was wonderful and I, and I had a good pregnancy and came time for them to uh, for me to give birth and and they induced me and I went into the hospital uh, to be induced but the day before I want to tell you what happened The day before, I was doing nesting things around the house, you know, doing all those things, vacuuming, women always got vacuum, uh, before the baby's born, dusting, doing all my stuff, getting ready, you know, and all for several hours, I kept, I knew it was the devil. I knew it was a demon spirit that had come to torment me and it was just antagonizing me for several hours and, and, um and it would say it would put thoughts in my head and some of the things that it would say to me was um uh, something is wrong with the baby and these thoughts would were coming to me and as they would come they would escalate in their aggression to the point where i mean they were becoming so clear and aggressive to me and uh, one of the other things it would say was it would well it would say there's something wrong with the baby the next thing it would say is the baby's going to be autistic and I, I would just, I would just keep praying to the Lord and I would just, you know, keep these things to myself. I was not saying them out loud. It's very important. What you say out loud is very important. When you, when you speak out loud, uh, uh words never die. Words are eternal. That's why it's very important what you speak. Um, one of the things that said to me, I remember was, um, Something's going to go wrong. Uh, something's going to go wrong tomorrow. Uh, and then, and then I remember one that was very, very uh, aggressive, and it said, "You're going to die." It sounds just like that. And uh, and I finally had enough, and I went upstairs and I sat in my prayer tra- my prayer chair in my bedroom, and I collected myself and I sat down, and I put my Bible in my lap, having not spoken any of these. things things that were being said to me all day and i mustered up my strength and i said to the lord this i said i said lord i said do you hear how the enemy has come to me today to tell me all these things i said lord let's show him that he's a liar let's go into this hospital tomorrow you and me lord You. Let's go into this hospital. And let's make this the easiest deliver delivery Satan has ever seen. I said, come on, Lord, me and you. Let's go in there. Let's, let's do this with just one push. Let's just have this baby, Lord, with one push. And that was all. And as soon as I finished, I felt like a weight just lifted off of me. And I felt joy come onto me. And I just kept doing the things that I did, getting ready for the baby and all that. And, um uh going through all her little clothes and stuff oh my goodness that little girl she was like a princess had all kinds of beautiful little little clothes her name her name uh, i call her rosie and she had roses everywhere in her bedroom it was just it was a very joyful time, but the enemy wanted to come and take that from me, too. He was trying to rob me of my joy that day. And let me tell you what happened. That's not the end of the story. Listen up. Okay, we went into the hospital the next day. They induced me, and I get in there and go through the process. It come time to, to deliver the baby, and they got me in position for that and began to coach me to push. And first push, I pushed one big long push and the baby was born i was shocked the baby was born and here was this beautiful uh screaming little soul and she was just not happy about it they were cleaning her all up and i looked at my husband and i said did did i just have her with one push and he said yeah it was just one push but i'm going to tell you something God did that. What are the odds of that uh, of that happening? Um, there's not that does that just doesn't happen, okay? Um, God has a sense of humor too. You see, when I prayed that prayer the day before, I, I didn't mean it literally. I was just really. Uh, I, that's just the way I talk to God. I was just uh, I was just being being cute, and He said, "Okay, daughter, let's do it. We're gonna do this." He is so good. I'm gonna tell you something. He's a real God when you know God it's different than when you know about God You have walked with God, you know, his personality You've been in the presence of the Father God in that in that thick Masculine loving presence. God is the most loving father I'm telling you he is awesome. I love Jesus. I love the Holy Spirit I'm telling you God is good, but see I declared uh, I declared back to the enemy that's not the way it's going to be and that's the way you need to be doing it You need to declare to the enemy man and woman of God. You need to tell him the way it's going to be Prophesy into your world hallelujah and Speaking of prophecy and different spiritual gifts that all correlates over here. I'm gonna I'm gonna blend this in first um, Corinthians chapter 12 You know many many uh, so-called believers today that say they are believers uh, really don't believe it's very much an oxymoron. Um, They many many today still have not understood that we have power in our Father God through Jesus Christ when Jesus died on the cross. He didn't die so you could be bullied around by the devil and bullied around by the elements of the earth. No. He puts you here to subdue the earth and some still don't believe that today, but I want to tell you something. There's a day of reckoning coming and it's coming while they're on this earth in this natural life. If people don't stop arguing um, with the power of God and if they don't stop discounting the power of the Holy Spirit, it will, that will be their demise. God doesn't want that for any person. Some people want to clinch on to their their earthly man-made doctrines Because they have been proclaiming those doctrines for so long and they're too prideful to ever rescind those doctrines But the word plainly tells us that we have gifts of the spirit and i'm going to read them to you i'm going to make it quick here and i'm going to i'm going to wrap this up soon i try to keep it around 20 to 25 minutes I'm going to start over here in, in uh, verse 4, chapter 12, 1 Corinthians, now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord, and there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. So, many different ways it works, many different ways, m- many different kinds of these gifts, Okay. But there's nine main ones, and it's about to list them here. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. Isn't that interesting? Given to every man. Okay. Now, before I continue and start reading all these, I want to emphasize here gifts don't sanctify you, and gifts don't even mean that you're saved. Now, you can go and confirm that because that correlates over here in Matthew chapter 7. Okay. Gifts don't make you holy, but they are tools in your spiritual toolbox to be used according to the word of God and according to what he's trying to accomplish in your life and in others lives around you. This is how we edify each other. Okay. I'm going to read them. They're very important. I'm telling you and in today's, we're in a day and age where we are going into we're going into what we're going to see is the apocalypse. That's what we're, we're in the last days, period. Anybody that's still arguing that we're not in the last days is a fool. I'm just going to call them what this Bible calls them. Fools reject knowledge. And there's more than enough knowledge right now to confirm that that's the truth. Okay, so here I, here I go. These gifts of the Spirit might save your life. For to one is given by the Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. The word of wisdom, that's not a sensual, earthly, sage-like wisdom, some monk sitting on a hill meditating. No, that's the wisdom from the Holy Spirit. That's wisdom that you wouldn't normally have. I all the time say that if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't have any wisdom. I'm telling you, because in my natural understanding, there's so many. I don't understand much, but when God gives me wisdom, I understand much, and you do too. To another, the word of knowledge. That's where you know something that you shouldn't naturally know. By the same spirit. And I'm not gonna go into great deep detail on each of these. I'm just gonna, you know, do the Cliff Notes version. To another faith by the same spirit. Now, faith is a fruit of the spirit, too. Faith is a fruit of the spirit, and it's also a gift of the spirit. Okay. Sometimes a person is given a gift of faith and it is a supernatural faith that comes from, from, from on high that you wouldn't normally be able to have within your own self. Okay. To another, the gift of healing. That's right. People still getting healed, set free and delivered today. I've seen it myself. I had three instant healings right here in my living room last fall. I love it when God heals somebody. He does it because he loves them by the same spirit to another the working of miracles. Amen to another prophecy. So yes, and prophecy doesn't always look like someone standing up and standing on a mountaintop saying thus saith the Lord. It looks like that sometimes. I've seen it like that. Sometimes it's just as simple as sitting at the kitchen table With somebody having a kitchen table talk Or sitting around after dinner and next thing you know, you're prophesying to that person That's true I'm telling you many, many times more, More times than I can count I've seen that happen To me and through me And many of you have too Brothers and sisters of God To another discerning of spirits That's being able to tell the difference Between a good spirit And A bad spirit discerning all kinds of things you can discern it on a person discern it in a room discern it in a situation Uh, this right here is a gift that saved my daughter's life last fall because she was almost uh, she was almost lured into a, a human trafficking scheme and the Holy Spirit of God gave her gave her discernment and told her to keep on driving very interesting these gifts will save your life Okay, to another diverse kinds of tongues. Are we still arguing about this today? So-called believers still arguing today whether there's a gift of tongues. There is a gift of tongues. Okay? Um, I've heard it. Um, I've had experience with it. I don't really want to go into the details of it, really. But I will say that I have had an experience with it, with the gift of tongues myself. Where... Um, I was speaking in English, and I actually ended up, uh, I was speaking, uh, the person heard me speaking in tongues to them, and I was just quoting scripture out of the Bible, very interesting, that's happened to me many times, Um, but there, uh, and then to another, the interpretation of tongues, okay, so, yes, all of these gifts are very powerful, I'm going to tell you something else, people better stop mocking God, they better stop. Because it'll be unto their demise because if you're not walking in the power of God in this last hour You probably aren't going to be walking for long That's just what it's come down to all this arguing about Bible doctrine and uh, debating back and forth people think they're holy because they post a post on Facebook and ask a question and get everybody all riled up to Debate back and forth somehow they think that makes them spiritual that doesn't make you spiritual but see, uh, the, Word, the Word calls them this, that they are forever learning and never coming to an understanding. That's not what God has called you to, to debate Bible doctrine for, for the rest of your walk on this earth. It's not profitable. If people would just walk in the Spirit, they would be led by the Spirit to be productive in the Spirit. When you give a word see they'll argue all day long whether there's a gift of tongues they'll keep it going they'll post post about tongues and they'll keep it going all day long on facebook back and forth or they'll argue about prophecy have you seen that some of them sit there and say oh there's no modern day prophets that that's not here anymore they'll argue all day long and they'll be just i mean convinced all and, and just get into it all day long but how is that profitable I tell you it's not profitable but the person that 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 speaks to another brother and sister and gives them a word that's going to encourage their life because the holy spirit has laid it on them next thing you know uh you're calling somebody on the phone saying god put a word on my heart for you today and they start crying and it edifies them and then god confirms it to him over the next couple of days which one of those has which one of these two scenarios has been fruitful these gifts of the Spirit cause us to uplift each other. That's what they're about, okay? And they're very, very important. It's very, very important because I'm going to tell you something. Um, the day has come uh, where it's coming to an end of arguing about everything. and it's, it, In other words, it, training time is over. Boot camp is over and if you did not learn how to use your weapons if you did not learn how to wear your armor Well battle time is here. It's either get on the team Get in the army of God and start producing Results or you're gonna fall by the wayside. It's just as plain as that so Anyways getting a little fiery there. I hope this is ministered to you. Um, god put these um these things on my heart for you um i pray that god will lead uh people to hear this word that we're destined to hear it and i pray that it ministered to you in every way i pray that god keeps you i pray god provides for you i pray that god prospers you according to his will and purpose and i pray that no matter what you see no matter how bad it gets no matter no matter what bad news you hear, that you have a lovely day anyways. Okay um I was interrupted by a phone call I'm going to continue here um not everyone that and this is uh, now now he just said in 19 every tree that bringeth forth not good fruit is hewn down cast into the fire wherefore by their fruit you shall know them now i've seen this here This is one of the the scriptures right here, this right here, Matthew chapter 7 verse 20. I have seen this particular little verse, it's just this one sentence right here, used to condemn and beat up on other believers. I I see them use it, they'll pull it out like a, a dagger and they'll stab each other in the back with this verse. That is never the way God intended you to use this bible so if you've been doing that i suggest that you repent okay um and illegitimate Ill- illegitimately so it's one thing when you see things you know <clears throat> that you know um aren't quite right okay but i've seen this misused so many times i've seen it used on people who had uh uh who were growing okay people or or they were learning have you ever noticed it's like so many people, uh, believers, uh, so oftentimes, they won't even let a person grow into everything that God has called them to. It says as they're growing up in God, they will be condemning them and, and slapping them, kicking them in the face while they're down on the ground, and people get discouraged. God has never called us to that, okay? So, <clears throat> going on to 21, and this is a very, very important one right here. It says, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. <clears throat> Bear with me. Um, I've had a little bit of a cold lately. I'm still trying to recover. <laughs> um, now, this is what, going on to 22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name have cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works. Okay? They were really doing this. Okay? These were people who had the gifts of the Spirit which God gives to us without repentance. In other words, he gives you a gift of healing. He gives you a gift of prophecy. He gives you a gift or anointing. He doesn't take it back. Okay. They were using their gifts. But see, gifts don't sanctify you. They don't make you holy. <clears throat> gifts are to be used as a tool in your spiritual toolbox. They don't make you holy. They don't sanctify you. Gifts didn't die on the cross for you. Okay. It's the blood of Jesus that makes you holy. Okay. And if you're covered and you come into, you come into, uh, communion with Jesus Christ, and you know the Father God, and you communicate with the Holy Spirit, okay, then uh, you, you know Him that way, you know Him by the Spirit, therefore uh, you're walking in the, the covering of Jesus Christ, you know Him, you are intimate with Him. And then what does He say to these people? He says, and then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Now listen here, people. My precious brothers and sisters. Knowing Jesus is, this trumps all. All of your fleshly works, even all of your spiritual works, because works don't save, knowing Jesus saves, knowing the Father God, knowing the Holy Spirit, okay, being in one accord, and if you know a person, you communicate with that person, and there's a two-way communication that goes on, all of these doctrines, I'm telling you, I've said it, I said it earlier, that teach that god doesn't communicate with his people anymore those are doctrines of demons that's not correct that's not true god does tell you he tells you in in a still small voice sometimes a big loud voice he speaks to us with what signs people forget about the signs we always say signs wonders and miracles well signs Uh, He speaks to us through that also. He'll send us those little signs to show us. Confirmations. Okay? So, anyways. um, Knowing Him by the Spirit. That's how you know you know Jesus. Is that you communicate with God. You have a two-way relationship. And it's so uh, important uh, in this day and age more than ever that you hear from god because many of you are going to be getting instructions from heaven and you're going to have to follow those instructions down to the t in order to survive in this last hour and um in order to even prosper in this last hour i believe god's people can still prosper in the midst of a famine Uh, yes i sure do and when i say prosper i'm not talking about living high on the hog as they say i'm not talking about you know, driving fancy cars. I'm talking about uh, having your health. Okay? Having joy. Having peace. All of those things are prosperity. It's prosperity. not just about money. Raising a family that's strong. That loves God. That's prosperous. That's for God's people. Amen. Um, skipping over to John chapter 4. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But I'm going to just... Basically, um, Cliff Notes version: This whole thing here. Um, he's speaking to the woman at the well, and at first she doesn't. She she knows he's somebody important. She's trying to figure out who he is. She knows he's significant, you know. And they have this conversation, and um, he speaks to her, and um, he explains some things. and And the most important things that he that thing that he explains to her is verse 24 where he says God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth and see she met Jesus she knew him isn't that something so she met him she had an encounter with him she had an exchange of words communication with him and then he, he taught her and he said, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You're going to worship God in your doctrines. You're not going to worship God in the intellect of your mind. You're not going to know him by how much you know about him. You're going to know him in an intimate way. And that's how you know that you know God. It's not about what you know. It truly is about who you know amen and then skipping over I love this and Jeremiah God highlighted this for me this morning and it just jumped out and um, here in uh, Jeremiah 31 it says this and he's talking to God's people God's he's talking to Israel okay and um, we are Israel God's people we represent Israel represents us okay some are not on board with that some believe in a dual covenant theology I do not believe in a dual covenant theology dual covenant theology basically states that there's one uh, road of salvation for the uh, for the fleshly Jews in the earth and then the there is another path of salvation for the Gentiles okay i do not believe in that i believe that we are uh that israel is god's church god's spirit church um and so anything in here that is said to them it applies to us so i'm going to read here behold the days come saith the lord that i will make a new covenant with the house of israel and with the house of judah Not according to the covenant I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt which my covenant they break although I was an husband unto them saith the Lord now I love this but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days saith the Lord I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God, and they shall be my people. So, God has written His word on the tablets of your heart. When you have known Him intimately, His word is written in the tablets of your heart. That's both the Logos word, the written word, and the Rhema word. There's going to be specific words that He says unto you. He's going to say, go forth and do this, that, and the other. He's going to drop words in your spirit. Okay? He has written His word on the inward parts, on the tablets of your heart. I pray that this has ministered to you today. I pray that if you don't know Jesus, you know, some people haven't had an encounter with God. I've heard some folks out there saying today that uh, this isn't an experience-based relationship. They're partly right because if you base all of your walk with God on just experiences that you're having, not everything that's spiritual that goes on around you is from God. That's a good way to get off in the woods, okay? But it's also not just a black and white walk. No, it's not, okay? And when I see somebody who's never experienced God, they don't have their, they don't have their own personal testimony. All they have is a bunch of theology and a bunch of intellectual, uh, intellectualism and doctrines that they have subscribed to. But yet they don't have a testimony. They don't have an emotional connection with God by by their own personal testimony. I see a starving person there. And I see a soul that I worry about. I wonder, do you know God? Do you know Him? Because if you know Him, you're going to be telling me what He did in your life. The Word says in Revelations that we would destroy the enemy by the word of our testimony well how you gonna have anything to to testify if you have not had any communication with God just like this woman at the well and just like Jesus is saying know me he wants us to know him he doesn't want to profess profess unto any soul I never knew you It's time to proclaim this word. It's time to call people to know God. We are living in a day and age where we are seeing such debauchery. We are seeing things like we thought our eyes would never see out in the open light. They're trying to introduce pedophilia now as the next letter in the series of the LGBTQ alphabet. We're seeing people outright go out and murder other people because of the color of their skin. We are seeing so many things go on. It's horrendous. I'm telling you, it's like hell got let loose on America. And it did. Because I'm going to tell you something. This country is under judgment. I'm not going to go there right now. I'm not going there. This is about knowing God. I'd like to, maybe I should do another one on just that subject. But the, the Lord, uh, the Lord has got this country under judgment. And it's time to call people to repentance. And, and it's time to call them to know Jesus. To know the Father, to be reconciled with this Father God. And to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what it's time for. Because America, I'm going to tell you something. We have been called as a people to repentance by many of God's prophets. Yet we turned away. And now we have become the hold of every foul and unclean spirit and the cage for every unclean and hateful bird it's time to know jesus hallelujah man i'm telling you something maybe this has been a i feel like a, one of those old pentecostal preachers this morning <laughs> but you know what i'm gonna tell you something this is rooted in god's love why does he want to know you why does he want to know people Why would God want to know you and me? It's because he loves you. Just as simple as that. He has a heart of compassion and he, he desires to be reconciled with his children. Yes, he does. So if you're out there today and you got to hear this message and it resounded in your spirit, maybe this is beneath your level. As far as maybe you higher up, you know, you're more advanced in your teachings. Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you this. Sometimes it's good to hear somebody echoing what you have been saying. There's others out here speaking the same words. If you're somebody that you've only known God by doctrines and religion and intellectualism, God is calling you to a deeper walk. He wants to know you. He wants wants you to experience His presence. The Holy Spirit wants you to experience the presence of the Holy Spirit. Yes, through Jesus Christ. I pray that this has ministered to you. I pray that you are blessed. And I don't care what it looks like out there today. You have yourself a lovely day anyway.